Everybody, everybody, we're back. It's the Pit Bros, and we're here for the Best Boys podcast, film podcast. For the 13th week in a row. For the 13th time. No days off. <clears throat> no None. weeks off. Not a single one. We no sit in the basement off. and grind out movies 24-7. And J.O. what it's become. There's so much, there's so much J.O.ing going on that... J-O and O-J. There's not enough letters to to portray it. But, welcome back everybody. My name is Corey. Co-hosting with my brother as always. Slob Blomus. Slob Blomkamp. Blob Blomkiss. Slob Blomkamp. That's my new name. That's my new name. Director of uh, Chappie. I was gonna say his Neil uh, Blomkamp's like the evil twin. Yeah, I'm I'm his uh, I'm his mortal enemy. Uh, Slob Blomkamp, everybody. I'm just gonna say that joke one more time. Uh, so next, uh, Slobby Blumkins. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, I'm Slob Thomas, aka JP, aka the man with the sand. The boy with the best. The boy with the best. And we're here. We're doing it. Um, we got some wild, wild movies today. Uh, wild uh, ass yeah. movies today. I, I mean, we, last line. week we had wild movies. Last week we had wild movies. Yeah, this is... This week we may have wild Arguably movies. wilder. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> oh, God. I was, I was not ready. I didn't know that I wasn't ready for it until I uh, found out sh- that there's only one way to watch it. <laughs> What's that? Uh, Criterion uh, streaming is the only place to see it online. Without and that, or you have to buy the DVD. Oh, I uh, yeah, I down, I I downloaded it. Nefarious no, I, ways. I, yeah, I did the Criterion collection subscription thing. They have a two week trial, so I did that to watch it. And it's like, oh yeah, oh, we, I I did a seven. We did a seven day trial to Stars to watch Crybaby. Nice. How did you um, watch Crybaby? I watched on Voodoo. Yeah, it was it was for rent on Amazon, but we did that instead. Um, yeah, honestly. So, do you have, well before we get into this John Waters double feature, what do you have any updates for us or any anything noteworthy you'd like to talk about? Uh, let me just check my notes here. Da, 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 da. Um. Shang Chi is bland. Apparently, reviews are saying. Ah, uh, this is um, this is a no, universe. this is a no more, no Marvel zone. No, I mean that's about the wildest thing. No, I don't, I don't think it's a no Marvel zone. We did talk about Scott Johansson, but I thought it was more interesting because of the contract aspect um, than the than the Marvel Marvel zone. But uh, yeah, yeah, I I don't care. I I don't care about that. I'm not gonna watch it for a while because I have a lot to catch up on in the Marvel verse. So I'm not like I'm above watching it. I just not invested in it right now. I'm gonna let that let that ammo stack. I've just been curious on whether it's uh it's it, gonna, have we finally we, reached its its 
We're on the we're coming down now. Yeah, yeah, like it's it's reached its uh, peak and it's it's becoming. That's true. Uh, that is a very good point. Re repetitive and stuff like that. So I think it's interesting. That, so that's the first. I mean, this is the first big release. But I mean, Spider-Man, I'm sure will do well. But because uh, that's they're bringing all the Spider-Men together. So that's I don't, yeah. I, I don't care about that. In. Gimmick. Yeah. You want to see Tobes Maguire? Gimmick. Gimmick. With Doc I, I want to see Alfred Molina. Alfred Molina. Is that, is that the guy who plays Dark Hawk? You don't know his name. I don't know. His He's name. in a lot more than just that. He's not just a doctor. Man, dude. All right. Well, we got to move on and talking about movies because we got to we got to upgrade this these Norman credentials. Oh um, <laughs> you don't know Alfred Molina. We're at a movie podcast. You don't know Alfred Molina, and arguably the best villain role in a superhero film. Yeah, I'd say it's up there. Guy who plays Doc Ock. All right. Anything else? Guy who plays oh, uh, a guy. Really guy who plays Corey Pagamish. No. Um. <laughs> All right. Cool. Good. Good for you. I'm happy. I'm happy you're you're enjoying life out there, and the traveling the traveling the country. Um, you're back on the east, the beast coast, as they say. Hey, I'm back home today. I'm home till September. I just don't know when in September I'm going back. But I'll um, find out soon. Yeah, um, that's good. That's good. Um, yeah, I'll be interested to see how they go. Uh, our friend Joel is a big uh, Marblehead. Um, my music partner from uh, the BB Guns band that we did. Um, he's a big Marvel guy. And he says all the shows are really good. Yeah, I haven't seen anything other than the first episode of uh, Wandavision, but I've that's heard all, but heard that's Loki's you know he's one. as much their audience as as you're gonna get. It's like like yeah, my I, Star Wars by A24 Star Wars bias or something. I don't like the new Star Wars, but I I'll defend the rest. Yeah, I don't like new Star Wars. the The new trilogy, pretty ass. All right. We're saying a Star Wars podcast, unfortunately. Thank you for saying what I should have said. This, this is, is a, this is a podcast about the filthiest people queen. alive. This is about sexy drag queens being filthy. The filthiest people alive. And I'm here for it. I did not like this <laughs> while watching it, but I, in retrospect, this was fucking like insane. Funny, I, I love. I, there is a, obviously a few scenes that are very hard to watch, oh, but oh my god, extremely but hard like to watch. like I could barely watch them. I thought kids had hard to watch scenes, but this yeah. has real this is, scenes. Was, yeah. This has Oof. real scenes, and um. I, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's like I'm. We're speaking you know, a little bit speechless because I didn't know how far it was going to go. So when certain things happened, like I knew, but but I didn't know. You know, um, I had no idea what this was going into. Especially the only thing I knew about John Waters was just crybaby and hairspray. So it's like, so like I, I, you know, like I did not know at all that his movies before that are just. Uh, x-rated fucking 
filth. Wild art. Yeah, wild, chaotic art shit. Um, shit is definitely an operative word here uh, yeah. that we'll get to. Um, I think and it's good that we picked these two Waters movies because, um, I mean, Hairspray might have been an even bigger juxtaposition because it's like the most um, tame and it's a musical, straight musical. Crybaby's a musical too, but it's not to the degree. It uses a lot of um, like diegetic music. It uses a lot of like, um, it's not quite the same. <clears throat> that's one through line through all of John Waters shit that I've experienced is great music. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say watching uh pink flamingo. I, I was surprised at how much of the movie is just letting the camera roll while a songs full, like full out play. So apparently in his earlier films before that, that like he has uh, Mondo trash, which is one of his first films that really breaks out. Apparently the whole film is like that. It's like a silent film to music to curated mm. music because it's just budget you know budget wise yeah yeah that's why he did it for the end actually is pretty cool art art wise whereas this have being this mixed thing i i mean i i, I can't help but from my be reminded of gummo i know that i said that going into it and i kept thinking about gummo um but these are uh, these movies are have a uh, uh um, at least as kindred spirit, I think in there, the chaos, the trash, the white, the white mm. trash. Um, this is more get more, you know, um, uh, experiments more with, uh, sexuality and gender and that sort of thing. But I feel like that there's the similar capture of chaos and trash and American white American trash in both of these <laughs> films. Yeah, it was interesting reading about this that the um like the the troop like John Waters and Divine and and all of them were uh, were called like a troop together called the Dreamlanders. Yeah, they, it was like, yeah, like almost in, like they, a Warhol like group. They keep getting yeah. a lot of the stuff I read they keep getting compared to the uh to the Warhol group. Mhm. And the um but the, I I didn't get gummo vibes out of this, but I felt like I was watching like a vintage like late like 70s era porno but with almost all story and just a lot less sex but this is but at the same time the sex that is in this is in, is horrifying and very graphic it reminds uh, me of david lynch stuff also which is interesting because they both kind of came up out of uh same uh, uh, they both kind of came out of the underground movie scene in the um in the late 60s early 70s um what's a racer head i forget is what year i i wanted to say mid to late 70s i'm already i'm already looking up you're yeah, good 1977 but, um but yeah the uh this this definitely feels like you're watching just like like almost like a uh like a, a porn to be honest the, just in like the way it's shot where it's all just very long takes and when it goes to someone talking it just zooms in on that person and pans over rather than cut and then whenever it goes back to another person talking just zoom where when you know their monologue is done it just like zooms out and stuff which i uh, uh the, i was watching that red letter uh media guys talk about and they pointed that out and that was just very like what well, yeah it's because the budget and all that stuff but at the same time it was like <clears throat> it almost made it feel like a play um where you're just giving everybody's time to like shine with just these long, like 
monologue like that's a lot of monologues and i guess that's a thing of john waters is uh that's like an, a, a a big iconic part of his style is long monologues um yeah crybaby has a bunch crybaby literally is set up similar to a musical a short musical is uh, mm. uh how i would describe it um but this is something else this is this is very low budget very amateur but amateur with style and like the I, the camera work is bad i would say just objectively mm. there's a couple of scenes that i liked the sh way the shot was set up and stuff like that but if there was like a conversation you just zoom into the person talking pull out mm. zoom into the other person talking pull out zoom in yeah let's just go back and forth it was just very like yeah it's yeah like... yeah <clears throat> what oh, i lost you no um, i, I oh, was waiting for you to say something oh i was saying uh, uh yeah that's what i was saying earlier the uh, um this it's so like it's it's almost makes it feel like it's a it's a play because when it zooms in it's like all right this is this person's spotlight on on the on this scene and the way that the sets are are uh you know it's just two people up against like a flat wall except for like the the party scene um and the big cannibal scene and stuff a lot of it just feels like like the setting is just a backdrop they're on they might as well be on a stage and this is just a a, a play but it, it's it's so it, it works well like it works with the medium um especially when mixed in with the uh the uh the, the chaos in the later parts of the film when you get to the party scene when the cops show up and and it's just insanity oh yeah the, yeah the, the way that you the sound when the cops come is just really 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 basic like they just put, play like a siren when the cops are on yeah, the screen yeah. and they play music when the party people are on the screen and there's no actual sound um yeah the uh <clears throat> excuse me uh, but the the cannibal part or the cannibal part is probably the where I f started to realize that this is more this is meant to be like camp and and just funny not like be like seriously gross if that makes sense like gross just to be gross but it's like this is all just like making fun of just the ridiculousness of of I guess America and reality and shit. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm not sure what it all means exactly, um, but I know that it means something, and it's it definitely is has an impact. Um, the performances. I, I, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say I took it as like like this is just primal human shit, which is just take what you want, do what you want, be what you want. Like this is like uh, strip away all like morals and law and this is just what we are as humans it's kinda, that's kind of like what i took away from it uh yeah yeah uh yeah sure um uh yeah i don't know i think it's just a, it's a comedy i don't know if it really means anything i don't think i think it's just uh, a shock comedy um with the with these performance centered around these performances particular of divine um who is probably the best actor in the whole thing um played by glenn milstead um and apparently it wasn't a drag queen or anything before this is just plays a woman in all these john waters films um 
and yeah, it's uh, interesting that it was like a character and persona created just out of this universe of like this the the trash tree or whatever it is he calls it yeah but uh, but uh, but divine's also extremely influential on drag you know to this day mm. as much as she you know it was almost like she's doing something that she or like or he was doing something that uh that wasn't even really really fully flushed out yet um and mm. kind of trailblazed in that regard um yeah great hilarious uh great performance uh from from him um also the two marbles uh connie and raymond um they are hilarious and they're ridiculous they're so over the top and ridiculous this movie is extremely offensive but for some yeah. reason it's so ridiculous and over the top that it, it it's obviously you know this is a non-reality it's almost like a cartoon yeah just absurdity. Um, like you can't be taken you can't take any of the offensive stuff serious because it's not meant to be it is it's very though up. it is very oh, offensive yeah. and very shocking and like one of the center pieces about women being kidnapped and raped and having their babies yeah. sold to uh lesbian couples specifically lesbian couples hey, let's... um <laughs> Um, yeah, the, the, so the, the, the two marbles are hilarious. Um, yeah, the, the bright red hair and, and blue hair, um, of e each of them respectively. Um, yeah, the, the scene where she's interview where Connie Marble is interviewing for the, who's going to try to go on a date with crackers, uh, the son of divine. And she's just like, you don't have what it takes. And she's like, there's two kinds of people in this world. Um, I free, uh, she's like, uh, something like people I get along with and assholes <laughs> and, and it's so, oh my God, it's cracked up. I laugh so hard, but there's just also so many scenes that are incredibly, not so many, but there's like three or four that are so hard to watch the, the, the worst of which being it's a lot, the being the sex scene that has uh chickens being murdered during it and the chickens yeah. are scratching the woman uh as it's happening yeah that was that felt that's that's the worst one like, for me i think to, to, it felt it felt like a more of like a rape than anything and it was like it wasn't so, supposed um, to be but the chickens i guess yeah. was not consented to and um and like she's like la kind of laugh screaming but also like she's it, it, she's literally being scratched you can see her being scratched by the chickens yeah um, then they, they cut the chickens head off in that scene and blood just and, goes everywhere yeah and it's just and she, yeah she's screaming like out of like like this is the real actor or actress screaming like with uncomfortableness and like not into it the whole thing and um it's so awkward and then you have the d crackers just screaming like, "Hold these goddamn chickens!" Which it sounds just so fucking ridiculous. It, 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 but the oh, it's just so it was. I I don't know. I looked away half that scene. Like, I felt like a kid just like looking through the fingers. Um. Yeah, that one was really bad. Um. I feel like we should reserve the big big finale for the ending of this. Um. Oh, to yeah. discuss. That... But those are the two. The two worst ones. The rest is pretty tame in comparison. I mean, there is literally a blowjob on screen. Oh, an, in, an incest blowjob. 
incest blowjob. But it, uh, that is honestly tame in comparison. So tame in comparison to seeing the chickens die during sex. I don't think they're having real sex. It looks sim. It, that looks simulated. Yeah, but, that looks simulated. But, but the chickens were not. Is were real. Yeah. Very real. The, um, and the ending is disgusting. The insemination scene was. Oh my god! Oh my god! Blood. I forgot about oh. that. I forgot about that. Oh that my god. one was. That was. That's up there. That's also worse than the blowjob. Uh, I, I I would watch a gay, quasi gay, faux incest blowjob, than, than you know seeing someone. <laughs> Yeah, artificially inseminate someone against their will, yeah. or um, the the chickens, the kill chickens. It, uh, that whole it's like he's just jerking off, and the ladies just screaming, just like shit talking him so much right in his face, and then it's just, and then it becomes way worse. I thought I was just gonna like end there, but they so, show everything. Uh, did the ver okay. I, the version I had of the movie? Uh, at the end, was John Waters came on and narrated some deleted scenes. Did you have that? Yeah, I had that as well. Like, man, it yeah, end. it was like an extra, like yeah, fifteen minutes at the end. Because um, I was wow, I'm surprised this isn't an hour thirty. A figure with low budget, you'd want it as yeah as short as possible. Um, but uh, but yeah, that uh, him talking about the chickens scene and how like oh get over it, that's probably a better yeah. life than it would have had and. Um, we, we ate it right afterwards, which isn't probably very sanitary. Um, and oh, you know, yada, yada. He's, he's very charismatic. He's very polite yeah. and charismatic. Um, he, yeah, he dressed, he's so well-dressed and everything. So it's felt so weird seeing this come out of this guy when I am expecting, you know, like something like hairspray and crybaby. Oh, and his in his point on his style evolved. He had long hair when he made uh, his earlier films. Um, I watched a a documentary after these movies called Divine Trash, uh, and it was specifically about his early films through Pink Flamingos. Uh, mm. And yeah, he's has a long his long hair throughout all that, but he still has that pencil mustache. He always has the pencil <laughs> mustache. Yeah, it's uh, uh, it's such an interesting look. He's got such a unique look. Oh, and he and if we, I don't think we it's clear himself clear um, if we were clear earlier, but he is gay. Um, I think, and that's kind of an um, iconic part. There's plenty of other. I think I don't know if he's our first gay uh, filmmaker so far uh, on Best Boys, but uh, he definitely gets associated, in particular maybe because Divine um, and and um, his, a lot of his films in, in the early days featuring LGBT characters. Um, that is uh, very trailblazing, just like Divine is uh, with you know, drag and 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 prob probably even trans uh, culture. Um, you know, he's very intertwined with uh, being a uh, prolific homosexual director as well. Um, but yeah, I've only ever seen before this um, hairspray. And the original Hairspray, because he didn't do the remake. He only produced the remake. So it's the original Hairspray, the one with Ricky Lake. And uh, I, I watched Serial Mom as a kid, which was really good. I haven't seen it. It was like, I was like, got to be in my teens or preteens. But I do rem definitely remember seeing that movie. Yeah, I never seen much other than just clips of Hairspray in chorus class in high school. 
the the remake came out when we were in school, and I remember watching the remake in school. But I but I think for some reason that we watched the original for something. Yeah, I I remember seeing like just clips from the original because obviously the class you can't you can't watch the whole movie in forty five minutes, but. Um, but yeah, this is just not what I expected from the same director. You know what I mean? Like it, you go from PG just to X-rated. It's like Jesus. But goddamn, is the Divine's look is so iconic with the eyebrows that go halfway up the shaved head. So I I watched something in the production about the production, and the guy who did her makeup and cost help with her makeup and costume said that the reason why they shaved her head back. Her hairline actually wasn't there. Um, it's because they wanted the eyebrows to be so big that there wasn't there, the human head literally didn't give enough space for them. So they had to make more room for those grand eyebrows. Um, That's so funny. It is, it really that. is iconic. There's, so, there's a lot of iconic yeah. moments in this. Um, Apparently, uh, she did a lot of... Or, Glenn or well as divine so divine did a lot of uh, yeah we can uh, refer i think divine has been a persona as well we can refer to her as divine or we can you want to talk about the actor the actor glenn Miller well, said that's fine well the divine had i guess like a disco out like singing career as well that had a bunch of albums I which I, I would i i saw uh i didn't get to listen to any but i was just reading into it this morning and it's just like there's a whole like divine ended up like could have honestly been on like uh i would say a like rupaul level to this day if uh if glenn hadn't passed uh, at 42 oh yeah yeah you figure hairspray was her most mainstream role because she's the mom in hairspray uh divine yeah yeah that's her most mainstream role and she died right after that i read that uh whoopi goldberg sent her a wreath with a card at her funeral mm -hmm. Uh, Glenn Milsom's funeral and said, uh, um, you know, see what happens when you get good reviews. Yeah. You die. You die. Um, yeah, it's sad. It's a sad story. And I tried to see if drugs or anything was involved, but I didn't see anything. About it. I, just, I see all I could find was heart failure. Yeah. It contributed to, um, the obesity, but, uh, yeah, divine's awesome. I'm not going to lie. I think I would, you know, uh, being been intimidated uh by this as a you know being young and not knowing anything about the um homosexual culture and things like that but you know as i've explored mm -hmm. through my own life um and now coming to this now it's just like she is awesome She's so cool so cool um, yeah, I worked on I uh I worked on a part of the um the Tiana Taylor music video uh WTP, which I think stands for Work This Pussy. Um, but Jeez. the whole music video is, is all drag queens in it. And it was, it was, so we shot this whole like little like drag queen dance competition thing. And it was just the funny, it was the funnest thing. It was one of the, my, the most fun things I had on set because like the energy that like, they all have and like that community and everything is just so like hype and hyping each other up. And then doing all the dancing and stuff and the athleticism that like you need to be able to do all that was so cool. Yeah. Um, it's such an interesting uh like uh like culture and everything it's just it's it's super cool i i, I would love to go to a drag show i think it'll be a lot of fun um yeah and um she's like uh, and like there there is a shared energy for sure but there's something also very aggressive and uh 
and like violent about divine that she's like mm-hmm. she is psychotic to a degree um at least in the pink flamingos i would so this is apparently the part two of a trill the divine trilogy um first of which is multiple maniacs and the sequel to this is female trouble um i think mink stole who plays connie is in all three of them as well i think actually david lockery who plays raymond is in all three as well and uh i do want to see the other two very badly um it's just, just yeah it's a wild juxtaposition because crybaby is after hairspray so it's like the movie he wants to make that's commercial but it, they've given mm-hmm. him some freedom after hairspray did so well whereas this is just some young upstart trying to you know make a name for himself and in the be provocative to get that word of mouth and, yeah, and whatnot like do it all for the notoriety so you can make what you want. Well, and it's not even that. I don't think that there's I I don't think there's any, it's not, um, it's not ingenuine. It's not, uh, fake to, I think this is very real to the culture that, that, uh, John Waters was into at the time, but it's just like, there is a distinct maturity, um, uh, versus, uh, these earlier works. Oh, for sure. Well, uh, and in terms of craft, the, in terms of filmmaking, because this is the same, oh, yeah. largely the same crew of people working together on these movies um, all the way through Hairspray and Crybaby. Um, and uh, and you can just tell that the craft... Uh, Crybaby has got some really good shooting, I thought. Like, there's some really good sets and really good um, uh, ways to put shots together and things like that in Crybaby mm-hmm. when you, versus this, where there's like... The shooting is not what we're here for. We're here for the this wild story and the, the raw the performance and the rawness of it in the sto- weird story. Um, so we should talk about the Baltimore accent. There's a lot of Baltimore yeah. accents oh, in here. It sounds so similar to, to a Pittsburgh accent. So yeah, I learned this recently because I watched The Wire uh, last year, which takes place in Baltimore, and there are several police that have Baltimore accents. And I was like, whoa, every, the first time I heard it, I like snapped my head. I was like, that sounds like a Yinzer Pittsburgh Yinzer accent. Um, but no, it is not. So I found out the narrator of the movie is actually John Waters himself. Yeah. yeah, Doing an over the top Baltimore impression of, uh, like a, a commercial, uh, a Baltimore area commercial, like spokesman. Um, thought that was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, it's low budget, but it doesn't ever like uh get in the way. Oh, let's talk about the egg, the lady, the big lady, and the egg oh, man. God. Let's get yeah, that out of the way so we can just move on. I don't have a problem that, with it. It was it Vine's felt grandma. Yes, or apparently that mother. no, Savine's mother, and um, and Crackers is grandmother. Crackers is divine. That's son. it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Oh man, the, the uh, names in the this movie man. are hilarious. There's a baby named Noodles. There's uh, crackers and cotton. Um, <laughs> the 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 names are very yeah. uh, they are very unconventional. Babs Johnson. Yeah, Babs Johnson is Divine's alter ego in this. Uh, she because she's on the lam because she was so filthy and did so many bad things in the last town. She had to come to a new town and with a new yeah. name and start over. Which is why she doesn't have an address. They send the mailman sends her a package at one point from the the um the marbles, and it just says to Babs Johnson a trailer. I forget the name of the town, Maryland. 
Yeah, and it's just like, this is, how, get the fuck off my property. There's no address here. Fucking, she starts yelling at the postman. Um, oh, man, there's just so much of the delivery on this is just so ridiculous. Everything's, yeah, everyone's yelling. It's like an Invader Zim episode. Everything is just yelling. Yeah, everybody's yelling. The, this, particularly the woman in the basement is just like, yells for like uh, two minutes about yeah. just like berates the the you know the the henchman channing. of the marbles channing who's pretty ridiculous yeah. as well um yeah channing's storyline is 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 pretty ridiculous um but uh yeah she just like berates him for like two and a half minutes and just yells in this monotone yell and it is just, oh my god it's grating it's yeah, it's a so much this movie just like it's just trying to break you down with just what it's thrown at you visually and audio wise. And I, I can totally see how this so took much. off in the 70s because it's probably yeah. like, no one ever saw anything like this. And this is wild. Like you have to see this weird shit. I saw um, an interview with him talking about like the whole blowjob scene and everything. And he was just like, it was the year Deep Throat came out and, you know, so it was like the world. Porn, and, yeah, but it was in the box. Was like, like Deep Throat went into those top 10 at the box office. Yeah, so it's like we can put. He, he was saying like, so we like that meant that we could put this in movies now and it not be a big deal. And so, like, it was at a time when people were like seeing that kind of stuff. So it was like, uh, you know, it's like, it's like how the '90s were super extreme. This is like just people are all into like super. That's what I thought about. I thought about it in a similar way. Like it's pushing the boundaries um, in this new way, and it it maybe went too far. It went further than we ended up settling, but it was around that time. Like it's like a context mm. of the time. It makes sense. Um, it didn't bother me at all, really. And I think that uh, and nowadays it seems like um, male frontal nudity is is being used more in films. I think than ever to try to like balance out the male female gaze thing. Um, mm. The Zola was a perfect example of multiple penises. I feel like I've seen more penises and movies and shows in the last few years than I've ever seen in films <laughs> uh, um, that have just come out, you know. Um, everyone brought, brought up, like, Game of Thrones penises, but I, like, don't even remember that many. Um, but, yeah. Male frontal nudity. It's, I don't even think, but I think that's what uh, f- takes it farther is there's an actual sex act. I don't think he's, he's not really fully erect. Uh, I was more like a, no, it seemed like he was f- uh, just uh, sucking on a flaccid yeah quasi flaccid um penis and i think that that's the standard today that you can show a male penis flaccid but you can't show it hard or something like that without not, getting no not true uh the first episode of euphoria there's just a, a five second scene of watching this old dude with a full-on erect dick put a condom on Oh, maybe in that, but in that sense, it might be as considered educational or something like that. Because I read in the production of Zola that Jana Cabravo said that that was like a stipulation for them to be able to stay at R rating. Um, was to not. Show I guess because Euphoria is on HBO and not going to theaters. Yeah, so, that's probably what it is: is distribution, theater distribution. It was a scene where a guy was about to have sex with a trans girl, and uh, and there's like a th- thirty-year age gap. It was it was a very uncomfortable scene, um, but yeah, this dude just got fucking rock hard. It just old man. It was wild. It's an interesting show. I'm I'm like three episodes deep, finally watching it after working on it. Um, yeah, I've been we've been meaning to watch it as well since it's a, you know a twenty four and all. 
Um, I feel like I have to watch it once I finally finish watching all the movies. I need to update my list since we've watched several in the last month month or so. We watched what Zola, Green Knight. Yeah. I don't remember if Pig is or not. I don't think no, it is. Pig's- um, but all right, this ain't an A24 podcast. It's a John Walters podcast. <laughs> That's my line. What, uh, what? <laughs> I love this movie, man. I love both these movies. And I feel like I, I keep talking about them in tandem because of the through line, and the, but also the, the the juxtaposition. There's the style, yeah. so much consistency in style, the 50s, um, the trash. Uh, it's just a tamer trash in Crybaby. Mm. It's just, and it's still the trash. It's trash versus clean people. This is filthy, mm. trashy versus trashy. But it's still this yeah. like others, like of our nice, tr- yeah. cool trash family, and other people are trying to encroach on on it. There's a definitely a theme there. Yeah, I got a lot of Romeo and Juliet vibes out of Crybaby. Yeah, um, yeah, I can see that. I definitely can see that. It's light, but it's absolutely there. Um, yeah, it's it, like crybaby. Oh, you will get yeah, we'll get the crybaby. I think I'm ready. I, I'm. Is there any? There's like so much to talk about with pink flamingos, but at the same time, like my mind is like overwhelmed by the chaos of it all. Um, I feel yeah, like oh, I we should talk about the final scene. Yeah, we're going to. I, I was just about to bring that bring that up, but I want to make sure there's nothing else like of substance to talk about before we talk move on to that because like I, I it, there's something about this oh, movie. I, I think I maybe should have watched it more than once to fully fully um take it in what was all going on because it, it's it's a little but it's it's basic but it's a lot at the same time um we yeah the, the process then, the, i mean where, where i started to almost check out just because of how like ridiculous it was was the gaping butthole the whistling gaping butthole Oh, oh uh, no! I was, I was uh, like, I was in. I was, I was not ready for that. that I was just, not ready. For just that. when I th- thought I was out, they pull me back in. Oh man, it was just Al so Pacino's out of nowhere. Here. Yeah, does that? Yeah, he was like that. That's a great ass. Uh, great ass. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, that uh, was wild. The was, the uh, the random person with the Hitler armband, um, yeah, which I found out was a cut character named Patty Hitler. Uh, there's literally a cut character from the movie named yeah. Patty Hitler, and they just like randomly shoot one of the cops. They tear them apart, and it's shot almost identical to Night of the Living Dead. Um, yeah, identical. It's, 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 it was like as much as much as I was uh, downplaying the technical ability in the movie. That was one sequence as I was like, they nailed Romero's style for the first yeah. you know, for night and uh, dawn like perfectly. For any time there's like a ravenous zombie scene, it usually always looks like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's, he's standardized it. Well, and Divine has like this giant like turkey leg and she's eating from. Yeah, and like, that's you know, what. It, she's when like when laughing. That, <laughs> yeah. When it hit that level of campiness with like the giant like cartoony turkey, like that's when I, I finally started to understand like like what this movie's really like. It's a comedy. It's just it's a yeah. gross out comedy. That's the best thing I could I could describe it. It is the grossest of gross out comedies, but yeah, it is gross out comedy. Person alive. It's it's divine. <laughs> it is very divine. Um, Oh. But oh, we gotta uh, before we get, before, also I wanted to mention her monologue at the end where they ask her about her politics and she just like 
Kill everyone. <laughs> Kill everyone now. Condone first degree murder. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, oh man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's not Do you one. believe in God? I, I am, am God. God. And then they're like, I'm God. I'm God. And you're God. No, you're God. Oh man, it was such a such a wild. Yeah, the ending was super good. The ending was super funny and and hilarious. And by that time, I like understood everything and and just how it's meant to be a comedy, no matter how disgusting it is. And it was just, it was hilarious. It just it became hilarious. The more I sat on it and think about it over the last couple of days, it was just so funny. Yes, it's very funny. It's very gross. And it's very funny. Shock. This movie is only a shock comedy. Um, I loved it. I loved it. I don't, um, but it's, it's, it's hard to rate. I feel like it doesn't have the same impact to me as Gummo did, but, but they, but there's like that kindred energy of the rawness and the, the, the shock value yeah. and the, um, but yeah. So what, how are you going to rate this thing? Cause that's what I've had. I don't for. know. I mean, I don't know. Cause I'm probably never going to want to watch this again. I would watch it again, just to further I'd have to see in the right what I miss. Uh, further, I would watch it again for sure. Uh, I, I'm sitting at around th- three eating dog poops out of five. Okay, so yeah, we forgot. I'll, uh, I'm going to give it three and a half dog poops out of five. So in the very end of the film, it's just a shot of Divine. There's a shot of a dog taking a shit. And a shot of Divine's immediately no break. There is no break in the shot. Yep. Immediately scooping it up and eating it. Eating it and gagging on it, trying to smile. And yeah. John Waters narrating it's like, even our actors are the, the filthiest people alive. <laughs> oh, man. It was so disgusting. Um. The... Um, the I mean I I thought it was real from the get go I didn't that wasn't something I felt like I had to like Google because I mean once he said that it was like what are you about to see is real what are you um, about to see is real <laughs> I, yeah I give it a three and a half I could I could see somebody giving it higher I could see somebody giving it lower but I think it's at least a, a watch of uh, like a experience that most people should see yeah yeah. There's unless you're very sensitive, like, unless you're very sensitive, yeah, don't see it. Then. Yeah, there's a good amount of people I know that probably would not, not see this, or enjoy it. <laughs> but yeah, I've been giving it. I've seen about a three because like I, I'm. It's funny, but I don't really want to see it again. And it was just, it was so, it was, it was a lot. It's gonna be a big break before I want to think about seeing it again. <laughs> a lot to take in yeah 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 all right all right are we ready to move on cry baby all right i think i feel some tears welling up just one though only one just, tear yeah. just one, one tear eye. for cry baby so this is a movie that i've wanted to see for a really long time they have it- it's a movie that it's like oh the the quintessential johnny depp movies um when he's young or Edward Scissorhands, Ed Wood, and um, Crybaby. And uh, uh, they all kind of came out within a few years of each other, I think. And 
I've never seen it. Always wanted to see it. Didn't know it was about. I knew it was like kind of rockabilly vibes. Uh, didn't know that it was kind of the straight parody of an Elvis movie. Um, that's essentially the best. I could describe it one sentence. It is a parody of a classic Elvis musical movie. Wow, I didn't know that. Um, there's a there's jail scene, jailhouse rock scene. You know, there's multiple yeah. of those. Um, he sings like Elvis. Johnny Depp, this is Johnny Depp singing. I found that out. I didn't think it was at first, but it definitely is. It's a good voice. Yeah, it's good. Obviously, pre-recorded and everything. Um, but it's oh, also yeah, yeah. it sounds good. It sounds better than Joaquin Phoenix's Johnny Cash, which I don't even hate. Um, no, I didn't mind it. Yeah, this is it's like the, the you know the 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 bad people and the clean and the good clean people, and that's pretty yeah. much what this whole movie's about: the dirty and the bad versus the good and the clean. This movie felt so wholesome, but at the same time, so also like over the top ridiculous, but in such a like a cleaner way. Like, there's a scene when Johnny Depp's uh, kissing Al, the crybaby, and Allison are making out uh, when the lightning strikes, and he just rips his shirt open. And it's just a big tattoo on his chest of an electric chair. Yeah, yeah, ridiculous. I hate electricity. It's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> Um, Electricity Rick, killed my father. Ricky Lake's <laughs> character is particularly ridiculous. Um, this cast is is awesome. Loved everyone. Ricky Lake is the sister, um, and she's pregnant, but she doesn't yeah, stop her from being child. doesn't stop her from being badass in any way. <laughs> and uh, uh, and uh, Tracy Lords um, is uh, in the gang as well. She is like. She's part of this really clean cut family, but she's bad and they just can't, they don't get it or whatever. And every interaction with the family make, made me die for some reason. Like the dad I just is like, that okay, like, honey. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're all like supportive, supportive until they're going to ship her, until they ship her away yeah. at the end of the movie. Like that was oh like such God. a twist. Yeah. That was like a twist for me. Um, as I, I just did <laughs> not see that coming. Well, sweetie, we did our best and we failed. You're going to Switzerland or Sweden or wherever. Yeah, somewhere in Scandinavia. Um, yeah. You failed us, daughter. <laughs> oh, my but, God. And uh, then we got to talk about... We, like, we might as well go through the whole crew. Hatchet Face is my number Hatchet one. Face. Hatchet Face is the what MVP of this episode. Ha- I mean, well, Divine probably is the queen of the episode. But Hatchet Face yeah. is my under my sleeper pick. We're in NFL draft season. Fantasy draft season, I mean. My sleeper pick <laughs> of best boys is Hatchet Face. I want Hatchet Face on my team. Yeah, that was um, a yeah, very interesting look. It was uh, a one-note joke uh, that just kept going. It just, <laughs> Hatchet Face. It was a one-notice joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an ugly lady. She's just an ugly woman. That she looks like she's about forty-five, and she's apparently a senior in high school. Um, yeah. <laughs> and constantly strapped, constantly strapped. Um, owns it. Owns it. Lover. Lover. And then her boyfriend, who is a, much more attractive than her, just to put it plainly, and he's loving her. He's all over her. He loves her. Yeah, oh, my God. He can't face. keep his hands off he her. He can't keep his hands off her. Um, I love it. Love it. Love it. Well, let me see if I can get a face of hatchet. Get a picture of hatchet face. There we go. There's a couple good ones here. 
Um, yeah, that's my favorite character. Love Tracy Lords. Love the whole gang. Tracy Lords' character's name is Wanda Woodward. Ricky Lake is Pepper Walker. Yeah, Pepper. Um, which uh, kind of reminds me of the names in uh, Pink Flamingos. You know, the non-name names. Yeah. The, the nicknames. Uh, so there's an Iggy Pop is like their, I don't know. Yeah, he's like their like, grandpa or something or I don't know. Uncle. I, I don't know what he is. He's, but he's banging their grandma. Yeah. There's a little, there might be some incest. It's very trashy. And he's butt ass naked the, when we first see him. I was like, are they going to show his dick? Um, Willem Dafoe is in this movie for, for, oh, for yeah, one scene. One scene. <laughs> I, I thought God, about God bless Dwight Eisenhower. God bless uh, Richard Nixon. I just kept thinking about if this was modern, it would be God bless Donald Trump. God. Yeah. <laughs> they just replaced Nixon. I was like, I said this to Riss. I was like, anytime you see anything from the 80s uh, uh, and, and they reference Richard Nixon, you might as well just swap in Donald Trump because that is the same thing. God bless uh, Dick Cheney. God bless Dick. Yeah, yeah, maybe Dick Cheney. But um, yeah, great cast. Short. This is an hour and twenty five minutes. It's an it's yeah, a, very it, short. It is a really easy watch, and but it's like so much chaos that so you kind of get lost in. And I said this to Riss. It's like I didn't know if we were halfway or not, and we we like were a little under halfway. But I was like, I I can't tell if we're in the beginning or the end of the movie right now. Because <laughs> yeah, way, I did have that feeling. It, it it paced so quickly at first uh, to get to Turkey. Uh, what is it? Turkey Point. Oh, a lot of Confederate flags in this movie for it taking place in in Baltimore, right? Baltimore, yeah. It's not um, the same thing. It stood out so blatantly, and it's like I I took it as just like they're they're using it more for just like the rebel vibe of it, where it's well, just it's trashy. The, the, yeah, the Confederate flag is trashy. And um, also, Riss brought up something like me referencing. Um, uh, I brought up the uh, Elvis thing, and she's like, "Well, maybe it has something to do with those old Elvis movies and things like that, like something of another time where it was more acceptable to have Confederate flags just uh, hanging out because it's like the southern, because it just takes place in the South or whatever." Yeah, yeah. it does seem out of place, especially because they're in Bal- they're in uh, a northern state. Yeah, it, it 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 was confusing, but there also felt like there was like some southern accents to a lot of the, to some of the characters too. It's like, true. It's true. And it's hard when some of it's like kind of that rockabilly accent, you know, like mm-hmm. specifically Johnny Depp's accent. Um, yeah, yeah. Is that southern or is is it just he going for an Elvis thing? Because Elvis is from the south, and that's say yeah, that's mm-hmm. Elvis is southern. So if that kind of makes sense. Um, it doesn't, I don't think it's a, it's, I think the Confederate flag is being used for some reason. Cause it comes up so many times for it to just be a cultural representation thing. It's cause it's not, it's in Baltimore. Um, and maybe trashy people in the North, trashy people in Pennsylvania flag Confederate flags. Um, oh, even well, when we were kids, especially, um, I mean, mm-hmm. even now, but, and then think about it probably more in the nineties. Um, this movie was made in, uh, I don't know if we mentioned it, the film was made in 1990. 1990. Pink Flamingos was 1972. So big gap. John Waters. Oh. I didn't realize how long he had been around. 
Yeah, he's been making films for. I mean, he's he's like that same wave as David Cronenberg and David Lynch and um, a lot of the that era of director. So, how do you feel about uh, a tame John Walters? Who? Because I enjoyed this, John Waters. Oh, um, I mean, this isn't even that. I feel like it isn't even that tame. I feel like hairspray uh, is the true example. Hairspray is the true example, but, but it is. I, it's, it's, I mean, this is tame. nothing. Yeah, this is, nothing. this is. What was the rating of this? PG thirteen. PG. Um, I believe it. Actually, no, it's PG thirteen because they say fuck once. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, they, they bleep, say fuck they bleep it out. They bleep fuck out twice, and, and then, then they, they let say the mom. It. Yeah, yeah. That was well, pretty can funny. We get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's a really. It, I don't know. It's it's really funny. It's not like laugh out, ha ha ha. Like I probably laugh more in Pink Flamingos, but it's mm. so many simple gags that work so well. The vibe. Oh my god, we didn't talk about the beginning, the opening with the vaccine lines. Oh the yeah, polio the vaccine polio lines, vaccine. and everyone's just doing it. And like a couple people don't like it. People, some people don't like it, but they're all just doing it. Yeah. Um, there's no bullshit, no fights. Why did? Why did? Crybaby shed a single tear over getting his vaccine. Is Crybaby an? I think it hurt. Well, I think it hurt. But I think he did. Yeah, he, he, he didn't want to get it. They like dragged him in. He like didn't yeah, want to get yeah. the shot because he's bad. He's a bad boy, you know. Oh, Crybaby, you'd get canceled now for being too bad. So the uh, the I noticed the female leads besides Tracy Lords, I don't know from anything. Um. There's uh the female lead is Al uh Allison and played by Amy Locaine. And mm. also there is oh, what's her name? Lenora. Lenora the uh like yeah. is is this woman this busty woman who is so aggressive to get after um uh Crybaby and he doesn't want anything to do with her because she's so easy or whatever. And um and you know he wants he wants Allison. That's the only one he wants yeah. is Allison. He creates like the main conflict that that because she just like lies. Climate. Yeah, she lies and says he's that like, he's having my baby. Yeah, he's having a baby and they're together or whatever. Um, apparently, Amy LeCain's in a bunch of stuff. Uh, in the nineties, after this, nothing I've watched. Oh, go back to Hatchet Face. How about she retired from acting and became a lawyer? Really? Yeah, she's a lawyer. Well, she she passed away, but she's a she was a wow, lawyer. Wow, she passed away. How old was she? Um, I don't know. I didn't check her age, but I think she passed like two years ago. I think a couple years ago. She was sixty when she died. Rest in peace, Hatchet Face. R.I.P. R.I.P. Hatchet Face. Um. So yeah, I feel like this is it's a pretty basic tale, like you said. Uh, oh, the choir. We didn't talk about the the show choir boys. They're like the villains of the movie. That was another thing yeah. is the the juxtaposition of the trashy people are the good guys and like these clean cut, yeah. polite, polite, well mannered. They're literally in a like a a manor school, a charm school. That's what they all yeah. kind of congregate at. That Allison's mother apparently runs. And that is the cool, that is the cool juxtaposition is the, um, 
the uh like the the good the good guys are the trashy dirty bad people um, oh yeah i mean most of the people who are like the squares in real life they're usually just like the squares that's animals. what they call them yeah, the, did you did you see a sign when they're when they're doing the the band marching over to Allison's house where it says "Squares are welcome" or "We are squares" or something like that? Yeah, something like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's <laughs> just like, embracing the term. Yeah, like, like they're oppressed. On, you're a square, and you'll always be one. Join <laughs> us. You're one of us, Allison. Yeah. Um, oh man, it's so ridiculous. But like, it's so good. Like it, this is another thing. It was just like it just felt like just camp but like enjoyable like well done like like the perfect mm. amount of little bit of cringe that makes it you like smile and laugh not makes you like uh, like oh and it's off kilter um, enough that makes it interesting it doesn't feel like a basic yeah it doesn't feel basic how do you how do you feel about the songs like the music in this i love them all I, that's what i uh all the songs are like short enough and like they didn't none of them were like a in my head, I don't remember a single song from the movie, but I was because I was so into what was happening on the screen that like mm-hmm. the songs were over by the time I was you know paid att- you know paid attention, and then we moved on to the next thing. I don't know, like the songs, uh, the score is really good, the music is good, and it was, but the lyrics and uh, and everything were just so um, inoffensive and and didn't bother me, and I just was interested in what was happening that um, I didn't really pay them any mind to be honest. Yeah, I I thought about this after I watched it, where I was like, if you take all the songs out of this, not a lot happens during the songs. But if you take them out of this, this movie would be like forty five minutes. But I didn't think the songs are that I long. No, there's just a lot. Like the the longer the movie goes on, the more songs start happening, or the more there's just like nothing happening, where there's just a song in the background playing over top. Um, but the uh, but I I enjoyed all of it, and I normally don't like musicals. I've seen so many, but I always come out with just the same i'd rather just been a play or something but i like the the music on this i thought it worked well yeah um, I, I said the wrist is probably one of the e- if you wanted to uh, show somebody a musical this might be like the easiest musical to watch i've ever seen um yeah because a lot of the singing is like planned in the movie singing rather except other than the jailhouse rock thing uh and the hellcats song at the very end then it just goes full musical yeah there's by, a, uh, by yeah Hellcat. yeah most of the songs are like in the world songs there's yeah. a lot of performances. There's a lot of uh, people performing. The show choir guys perform, and then, um, mm-hmm. and then Crybaby's Crybaby and his band perform. So I I think because of doing it that way, weaving it in between like practical songs that are part of the 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 the, the world, uh, like you said, but mixing it with the straight up musical ones, yeah, it it made it like palatable. I don't know. It just it flowed nice. It it, it didn't feel it really long, flowed it really well. Quick. It really flowed yeah. well. I keep thinking about I've never seen David Lynch's Wild at Heart, but I can't help but but think it came out in 1990. It's also about a, a rockabilly Elvis, like guy obsessed with Elvis. Um, it's you know it's supposed to be weird and off. Uh, apparently it's not as campy. Uh, apparently also Willem Dafoe is also in Wild at Heart. Um, so I feel like we have to see that because it's you know the same kind of stuff and it came out i want to compare the two movies is what i'm saying Mm -hmm. yeah i've never seen it i don't i don't know anything about why but i'm always eager to watch lynch yeah well it's it's uh yeah nick cage is like an elvis impersonator and it's like a love story with him and laura dern Hmm. laura dern always in them lynch movies 
The great Laura Dern. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah. Holdo. What? I said General Holdo. No Star Wars, Corey. Aha. But, um, but yeah, the, uh, trying to think of what else about the movie. There's like, I had more to, I feel like because this was such an easy watch and, and so we, so much of the easy things. I like that. I mean, it was cool that the, the, um, let the campiness kind of revved up the longer the movie went. Like it's, it seemed like it started as oh, just it like started a campy. It started super campy. The whole opening yeah, vaccine like, like scene it, is really campy. Like, I, I feel it just gets, I don't know. I feel like it, it obviously, feels yeah, like like it definitely starts with super campy. But yeah, it feels more and more like it just, it ramps up as the movie goes on. And it's just like I don't know. It it, it flows really well. I, I thought the whole time. time I was like, "This is like Greece, but weird." Weird Greece is the as the other way I describe this movie. Like it sounds, it's just like weird Greece from the beginning for me. Hello. Yep. Sorry, I was fixing my camera. Uh, I've never seen Greece in its entirety. I've only seen just like uh, I think just the the little bus song thing in the beginning. Um. Yeah, I'm not a big grease guy. I try to stay not greasy. Well, you should see more stuff. Um. All right. All right. Watch less Marvel and watch more other things. <laughs> um. I haven't seen a Marvel thing since the the Mysterio Spider Man. Been a few years. I haven't watched any of the shows or anything yet. All right. Well, let's let's uh let's wrap it up then. What do you uh what are you giving this? Uh, I'm gonna give this a four. I like this a lot. Yeah, I'm giving it a four as well. I it makes me. I definitely want to see like the the original hairspray the full way through now, after watching this though. That's considered like the better one. I want to see like him at his peak. I I don't even th- I don't think Hairspray is considered his best critically. I think it's just it's it's commercial his biggest commercial movie, and it's just a straight musical. Because I think he stopped making movies in the what the mid two thousands. He stopped uh, directing movies. Uh yeah, I think so. But yeah, it was, it was a good it was it was a good experience. I haven't seen a lot of John Waters John Waters. I keep want to say John Walters. John Waters stuff though. So this is like it was one of those guys, the directors that you saw his face a lot, um, and you. But I didn't necessarily know what he had uh, done. And this man is this man is something. <laughs> yeah, I really want to see more movies of his. I want to see multiple maniacs and female trouble, and I I want to see all of his movies. I'm not gonna lie to you. So. Um, yeah. I yeah, mean, I want to see some of the the more X-rated ones just to see if it can get any more ridiculous than Pink Flamingos. Yeah, Pink Flamingos is probably the best of the the the, the low low budget ones. Um, but they they, they do say Multiple Maniacs is all is that's the one before it is also really good. So maybe that that's some people's favorite. Um, yeah, it's like supposed to be about like a traveling. A uh, group of perverts, I think, or something like that. What the fuck? <laughs> All right. Oh, God. I have to mentally prepare for that one. 
Alright, well, um, but yeah, we can, uh, so next week we're gonna do some new movies, um, we got Candyman coming out, and then everyone's talking about Annette, so I, I think we should see that with, uh, with Kylo Ren himself, Adam Driver. We, if we have time, do you want to try watching, like, the original Candyman to compare contrast with the new one, or? Um... I think if if you can if if you have time yeah but I don't think we should review the original Candyman like we want to okay. watch it and research then yeah okay but yeah I'm excited I forgot that that Candyman was even coming out um, I feel like I hadn't heard anything about it in a long time and then it just bam now it's everywhere I've been seeing previews for it for months now really yeah. yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen the last two movies. I went to the. There was a preview for it from Green Knight. Green Knight had a preview for it. Oh, I I must have missed it because we got in there like right at the end of the the, uh, previews. Um, Um, But cool, I'm watching the trailer right now. Or when I get off of here. But all right. um, Well, anyone out there, thanks for watching. Uh, We'll be back next week. Make sure you uh, you follow us and subscribe to us on YouTube and Spotify's and all that. Like us on Facebook, and um, make sure give us reviews and thumbs ups and those things, and helps get the the cast out there. Um, But all right, y'all have a good one, and we'll see you next week. See you later.